Listeners, welcome to Solid Saturdays, where you will receive solid inspiration and prayer that will set you up for a solid weekend. And get this, an even better week. Listen, I get it. It's Saturday. It's the weekend. But I want to assure you that whether you're in your bed or exercising or even running errands, if you tune into this podcast, then there is a word for you. So let's go ahead and dive. All right, y'all. So today is a good one. Today's episode is titled People Pleasing. People Pleasing. Now, people pleasing is frowned upon in this world because nobody wants to be guilty of this type of behavior because it essentially says that you're a weak person. But people pleasing happens more often than we realize, especially in today's world, because we have the digital and social aspect of people-pleasing. That it's not only naturally or physically where we are looking to please others, but it is also on social media platforms where many people constantly check to see how many people are liking their posts, if they are responding to the content that is put out there, even if the Lord told you to say it, I find people that said that the Lord told them to deliver a message, but they will go back and check to see who is looking and if it actually reached those people or how they are commenting or responding. That is people-pleasing, y'all. So people-pleasing, although you may not want to acknowledge it as that, you may disguise it under marketing which aspect of it is marketing, but it becomes a problem when your identity is getting caught up in the response of other people. So although nobody wants to have this type of behavior, it happens a lot in today's world. Your decisions, your life in general is based on the response of others. And it's a really ugly behavior Because people that operate here is stuck in the trap and under the bondage of the control of others. And I can speak on this topic because I've had years where I was entangled in people pleasing. And honestly, that's where my identity was lost when I couldn't get out of the entanglement of trying to please and satisfy others. My identity was in my actions towards others. So people that are stuck in this type of behavior, their happiness is never steady. And they often find themselves living in anxiety and depression. And honestly, what happens is, is that it stems from early on relationships, parental relationships, sibling relationships, And even like teacher and student relationships, mentor relationships, it stems from that. Like whatever you experienced in that relationship, that's where this behavior is developed from. And naturally, as um, children, we want the approval from our parents. And that's why it's so important as parents that we learn to balance that where we not only approve them, but we build them up. We don't just approve them when they're doing things right, but we also build their confidence up, their identity up, where we speak to their identity so that it doesn't get lost in them trying to please us. So I lived this way for years. 
Then somebody say, and then <laughs> I broke the behavior. Well, so I thought I broke the behavior because I later found out that this behavior was never broken. I just transferred it to the next person or relationship in my life. And that's why it's so important that we give deliverance time. When we ask God to deliver us from something, it is so important that we give it time, that we learn how to rest in him, that we learn how to be patient in the deliverance process. Because if you struggled with something for years, then it will most likely take years for you to become fully delivered from it. And I'm not talking about play, play deliverance, y'all. Not talking about that. I'm talking about a deliverance that is permanent where people don't even see your past on your life. And what we have a lot of today is that people are rushing the deliverance process, which is sending out mixed signals and messages to other babes in Christ, thinking that it doesn't take long for you to get from point A to point B and excusing different behaviors that God does not approve of. But you have to learn how to sit and wait on God to fully deliver you. We are looking to win the souls of the lost. And if the lost souls are seeing those that say they are found struggle in the same mess that they're struggling with, or they see the residue of that mess on your life, why in the world would I come over to where you're at, because you can't even tell me how to get out of my mess. You can only tell me how to partially get out of my mess. So we need to learn that things that have taken us years to be tangled up in, we need to sit and be patient and to let God fully deliver us so that we don't have any residue on our lives and we can be a testimony to others that are struggling with the same thing. Recently, I was sick. I mean, y'all, I was really sick. I've had the flu before. I've had pneumonia before. But this sickness right here knocked this tough girl clean off her feet, okay? I was sick for real, for real. So I went to go see the doctor, and they really didn't see me. It was a teledoc appointment because this whole COVID precaution things, and I had all the symptoms of COVID. Um, So I was seen by her, and until we were waiting for my COVID test to come back, She prescribed me some medicine because I was having difficulty breathing. And honestly, that medicine brought me so much relief, so much so that the next morning I text my supervisor and I told her that I was ready to return to work. I was feeling good, y'all. But she responded and told me, take this day off too. You'll recover quicker when you rest. Don't return until you're much better. Listen, people of God. This was wisdom speaking because by the time the afternoon rolled around, the medicine wore off and I was back at square one. I was stuck in the middle of my bed, could not move, barely breathing, that type of deal. And honestly, this is what happens when many go through the deliverance process. The moment we feel relief, we want to go back to doing what we know to do. We want to go back to those familiar places when you need more time with God to finish the deliverance process. Because if you go back to that familiar place and you are not completely delivered, meaning that you're not strong enough to handle the place that you once struggled in, then you will find yourself back at square one. We need some people in our lives, some leaders in our lives, like my supervisor that will see your real condition and tell you to sit your tail down. 
you ain't ready yet. You ain't ready to go back to that familiar place. You're not ready to go back to life as you know it, life as usual. You're not ready to connect with the homeboys just quite yet. You're not ready. You may think that you're ready. You may feel strong enough for the moment, but you need some more time with God or else they'll eat you alive. and You'll be back at square one. So we need to learn how to sit down and be delivered. And honestly, people pleasing is very interesting because it stems from the spirit of control, which stems from the spirit of fear. And that is navigated by the spirit of pride because you don't trust God with the relationships that he gave you. So you try to control it when the truth of the matter is that God relationship rests in God's hands. There is no way that you can control the thing that God ordained. I'm going to say that again. There's no way that you can control the thing that God ordained. That thing is for God to control. And honestly, he's going to control it whether you like it or not. And if you don't submit to that, if you don't submit to his authority, because what does the Bible say in Peter? It says, submit under the mighty hand of God. And in due season, he will exalt you. He will promote you. Your identity, your destiny, everything that you can think of rests in God's hands. He is the sovereign Lord. So what happens is, is when you try to control it, you end up destroying it. You end up sabotaging it. You can't control it. You can only submit to it. And it's amazing how something that seems so harmless can be so deeply rooted. While you may not be hurting other people of trying to please them, you're living a life that continues to bring harm to you. See, that's the thing about people pleasing is that it removes you out of the equation. That's why you can't figure out your purpose. That's why you can't settle on your identity because you're no longer in the equation. Everybody else is and your life is to please other people, to make other people happy. And you get lost in pleasing and forget to take into consideration of how this pleasing is hurting you. Not only that, but have you thought about it when you lose your identity? the identity that God created for you before you were in your mother's womb, have you realized how that makes God feel? That the very creation that I created and I said it was good is lost. They don't know who they are. And this is how it drives you further and further away from God, further and further away from your identity. And instead of having a solid identity in Christ, you develop a flaky identity in pleasing other people. The thing that I love about God is that when you seek to live a life that pleases him, your identity is safe and your life is safe in him. He is not going to lead you to nothing or no one that will harm you. Will he lead you to situations that will make you uncomfortable? Absolutely. But even then, he equips you to win every time. If you don't get anything else from this podcast episode, please get this. Do y'all hear me? Okay. Stop trying to control your life. I'm going to say it again. Stop trying to control your life. Let God be sovereign over your life. Saul was a king, right? He was anointed king. Yet somewhere down the line, he got caught up in pleasing people and was removed from the throne. 
the Bible says the Lord left him. That's deep. The Lord left him when he started pleasing people. So here's another thing to remember. The Bible says that we were created in the image and likeness of God. So is it possible that when you lose touch of who you are, that you also lose touch with God? Is that possible? We're made in the image and likeness of God. That means when I look in the mirror, I should be seeing something that reflects God. But if I'm caught up in the identity of other people and pleasing other people, what am I seeing when I look in the mirror? When you look in the mirror, do you see his reflection? Do you see his purpose? His presence is most prevalent in our lives when we operate in his purpose. When you operate outside of your identity, then you operate outside of the presence of God. That's why you hear people say that they don't feel God or they don't feel God's presence anymore because they have lost themselves. They have lost the authenticity of who they are, of who God created them to be. Because God is the everlasting God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So the flaw is not in God. The flaw is in how we see ourselves, how we are operating. The flaw is in where your focus is. Where has your focus shifted? Has your identity gotten lost in people or is it secure in God? Listen, I struggle with pleasing people for years. And like I said, I thought I was delivered from it. But what really happened was I disguised people pleasing as honor. But here's the thing. When you honor someone, you recognize who they are and respect who they are, which sometimes includes serving them. But in your service to them, you never lose who you are. Never. You never lose who you are because your identity is sure in God. And you serve from that place. People pleasing, you lose who you are because your life is pleasing people. Acknowledging and admitting that you struggle with people pleasing isn't easy, y'all. I get it. It's not easy. And it can actually be shameful. But I'd like to break the shame off of you right now in the name of Jesus. But in order to do that, in this moment, you got to cooperate with Holy Spirit and you got to acknowledge where you stand right now. You got to acknowledge that you still struggle with people pleasing because I can pray a prayer and break shame off your life. But if you're not in agreement that this is where you stand, that you're struggling with people pleasing, then that prayer is just going to go somewhere else. Okay. So the first thing you need to do is to acknowledge your struggle. Don't stay there. Just acknowledge it. And once you acknowledge it, give it to God and choose to walk in freedom. So right now, Father, I lift up my brothers and sisters who may be struggling in this area. I lift up those who are ashamed to acknowledge that they struggle with people pleasing. And I pray, God, for a boldness and a courage to arise on the inside of them right now. I pray that they own the place where they struggle in the name of Jesus and that they are not ashamed to give it to you. I pray, God, that they would take off all masks, God, that they would take off anything that would hinder them from fully getting into your presence and being vulnerable with you so that you can heal them from the inside out. I pray right now, God, that you will restore their identity 
in them today in the name of Jesus. I pray even now that by the blood of Jesus and your power, Father, that you would deliver them from people pleasing and remove the shame that is associated with it in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that you would eradicate the works of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Eradicate the words of the enemy, God, in the name of Jesus. Every negative naysayer and every negative word that was spoken over their life, Father, I pray, God, that you would eradicate, destroy it now in Jesus' name. Send your anointing that will destroy every yoke of bondage, God, the bondage that is on their minds. I pray and decree and declare that it will be destroyed in Jesus' name. I pray for freedom, for your word says that he whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So freedom and liberty be their portion now in the name of Jesus, that they will break free from people pleasing God and that they will walk in their true identity in you that their identity will be recovered and restored in Jesus name, that they will walk in the boldness. And Father, I thank you now, God, that you're removing the fear from them. I pray, God, that even as they move, God, in their authentic self, Father, that they will flourish in the giftings and callings that you have placed on the inside of them, God. Stir up the gift that's on the inside of them in the name of Jesus, God. And I thank you that you have not given them the spirit of fear, but of power, walking power, of love, walking love, and a sound mind in the name of Jesus. So Father, I thank you now, God, that they will no longer entertain the voices in their mind that tells them to operate a certain way that tells them that they would not be accepted. I pray, God, that you would uproot the spirit of rejection from their lives in the name of Jesus and that they will find their security in you. Uproot every bad fruit in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you now, God, that they would not shrink in times where you have called them to stand to be strong. I pray, God, that they will find their identity in your word, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will give them a hunger and a thirst to read your word all the more, Father, in Jesus' name. I pray, God, that they would taste and see that you are good, Father, and that their taste buds will always be yearning for more of you, God. I pray that they would push through the distractions and that they would be determined and persistent in seeking you in the name of Jesus. I thank you now, God, that you're destroying the spirit of pride and the spirit of haughtiness and releasing your humility on them in the name of Jesus. I say, let this mind be in us as it was also in Christ Jesus. I pray for a renewing of their mind in the name of Jesus. I pray for transformation of their mind in the name of Jesus. And I, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you for deliverance and renewal of their lives. It is in the mighty, matchless name of Jesus we pray. Amen. And it is so. Hallelujah. Thank God for his word and his prayer. Listen, thank you for joining today. It's my prayer that you got some inspiration and received the prayer today. And because I know that you did, I have no doubt that you will surely have a solid Saturday. See you next time.